Hello, I'm Kate Gingell, and you're listening to the Remarkableness Podcast, a weekly conversation with remarkable people. Today, I'm with the remarkable Julia Smith. Julia is a music therapist who, from a very young age, realised how profoundly music and musical notes influence our emotional state of being, and how music, sound notes and colour rays are an energy that impact directly on our own energy, with the ability to heal emotional wounds and raise our emotional vibration easily and naturally into living and sharing love. I know you're going to enjoy learning more about Julia and her work today. So Julia, thank you so much for having me in your lovely home today. It's great to be here with you. Uh, I've known you for about two years, I think we were just saying, and um, during that time I've actually been to see you myself um, uh, for some help, just for sort of getting you know unstuck in certain things. You've got some amazing abilities you help an awful lot of people and um, you are you're a music therapist that's how you uh, describe yourself can you just tell us before we find out a bit more about you what what a music therapist is please yeah sure and look thank you so much for having me Kate really appreciate it and um, it's always good fun when we get together yes so hopefully we'll have more fun today yes (laughs) (laughs) so I do tend to call myself a music therapist the way I uh, utilize music is probably a little bit different to um, other music therapists Mm -hmm. but this is because um, the way um, I interacted with music as a child and how it came back into my life as an adult it's just the way it transpired and I've learned to just run with my intuition Mm -hmm. and uh, I've formulated it to work with the way I'm feeling it's actually evolving and this is where I found that people just naturally were connecting with me Mm -hmm. and so that was my confirmation I was pretty much on track with the way I was bringing it forward Mm -hmm. and music has always been I know a, a part of your life when did it actually when did it all start Oh, when did it all start? So um, music uh, is a creative pursuit, Mm -hmm. as we know, Mm -hmm. and it's actually in my DNA, in my lineage, in that my grandmother and her sister on my father's side were both very proficient musicians. My grandmother was a very proficient piano player. And her sister was um, an excellent violinist, Mm -hmm. and she played in an orchestra and travelled around the country um, in concert. So she was a concert violinist. And um, that was a little controversial back then because women had to give up work and were not allowed to work. So um, she just uh, defied all the rules and got married and continued to work and to travel around (laughs) the country. So she was sort of perceived a little bit as a a rebel, but it was very Mm. important in their lives. And um, when I was seven... Um, my parents bought a piano mm-hmm. and um, asked my grandmother to come and teach me the piano. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of just, I was told, you're now going to get lessons with your grandmother. And right. I was very, very shy as a child. And this was did, did not suit me at all. Mm-hmm. And I was highly resistant. And I used to hide under the bed when she visited. Oh, so. Julia. <laughs> So that I'm hoping to avoid or they might forget that I was there and I could not have to have my lesson. And uh, my poor dad, he found me under the bed, you know, because it's his mother. Mm. And he's going like, what's going on? And I'm going, I just don't want to have 
the lessons I, I don't want to do it and I was getting quite upset because you know it's hurtful mm, for, mm. To, to tell her yes. but he said don't worry I'll tell her and that was never brought up again really so they never right. actually even sat me down and said like what was that about but they right. did ask me then would you like to learn the piano and I said yes and I did then go and have lessons with an actual music teacher mm-hmm. and I just loved it right and I was very fortunate to have a young woman who has just finished teacher's education Mm. and she was just fantastic with kids Mm. she was very Mm. inspirational and I was with her for about a year or two and then she got married and moved away and it sort of broke my heart actually and I then ended up with the dragon woman (laughs) which we all sort of are more familiar with but I always loved the piano and I found there were certain pieces that just totally transported me into these other realms. Mm, mm. And uh, you sort of don't even really realise it as a child, but there were very meditative states I was transported into. And I found there were certain pieces that I was almost obsessively playing because I felt so fantastic. And then there were other pieces that I felt quite down or I just I didn't know why I quite liked them. It wasn't until I was a little more advanced so when I was about 10 or 12 mm. and I was a lot more proficient but I realized then it was the key that music's written yeah. in mm. and the and I started working out the major keys mm. take us into that happy state mm. and the minor keys yes, more which are, and, are written mm. in a flat mm. key mm. take make us flat mm. and they mm. take us into that more melancholy state mm. and so mm. I started actually understanding a, a very deep level about how music is an integral part of us and it's um highly influential in how we feel emotionally Mm -hmm. and it was an energy that all consumed me right right and you went on playing till I mean do you still play today no no no. well I played until I was 18 right and I played outside of school so I went to the conservatorium to do all my exams Mm -hmm. and I did it for the HSC it was in the schooling system which was probably not a great idea but Mm. um, that's what I did and so by the time I was 18 I'd sort of had enough Mm. And then I went to work and they're, you know, there's just really not that time when you're 18 and you have a social life and you're working and other Mm. priorities come forward. Mm. Mm. So it sort of fell away. Yeah. And the work that you went into had nothing to do with music then at all? Nothing at all to do with music. So my first job was, um, well, my first real job, I suppose you call it, because I did have little part-time jobs and that sort of thing, but was working in finance right. so my first job was working in share in share broking mm. with stock markets and um you know it's a very global type of environment very hectic very adrenal mm. and so mm. it's quite addictive yeah in a way environment yeah. to be working in but i just like loved it it was fun mm. people are young um you're out drinking a bit yes. and you know it's a lot of socializing going on yes, and exactly. it was yeah. and i was there in the 80s when mm. it was a very exciting time mm. in share, mar- share markets and you know so i went through the crash yep. in 1987 i was working on the stock exchange floor right at that time and you know we've got signs being put up saying you know um control yourselves yeah. and you know <laughs> don't panic and that sort of thing so it was a very Mm. different world Mm. do you think i mean just thinking about it though because finance or or figures um and music i was always told that things Mm. that go together people who are good at music actually have a great understanding of of figures i'm not sure that always always relates or, or comes across but but do you think also the um i suppose the elation that you got out of 
working on the stock exchange floor was not that dissimilar to actually what you've got playing music or is it completely different? Well, I think it depends on what job you have in finance. If Mm. you're working with mathematics, Mm. that probably could be true. Mm. I wasn't so much working with the mathematical side. Mm. I actually was working more in... um, executing orders and working right. with the clients okay. and mm. uh, working out what, where they wanted to be positioned. Right. Yes. Right. Yep. So so, no, quite yeah, not quite really, that. Quite yeah, but I, yeah. you can definitely work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was the catalyst then for changing, so oh. coming away from the finance world back into <laughs> yes, music? Well, um, mm. What happened was um, when my daughter was going to be born, I left... Mm. Um, my job right. in share broking because I went from share broking into funds management so working with big companies like Fidelity International and Perpetual uh, Australia um, so big big firms and so I left that job which I was really quite sad to do but um, I was actually quite burned out mm. from that that whole period where we went through that big boom and then we threw it through the bust and it's actually quite an emotional period in time and so I had my daughter and then I went back to work um, a number of years later working for a philanthropist right. and once again working with their share portfolios, right. and, mm. which um, they were actually had grants and were backing scientists in um, projects that were small and they were having difficulty getting funding for. So then I was more exposed into a scientific world. Mm. But then um, by 2007... I sort of had hit a bit of a crisis in my life mm. and um, I was really unhappy and you sort of don't know what to do when you have a small child. You mm. don't know what changes to make in your life and it's quite hard to discern your next move, if you mm. like, when you're sort of so in the forest, mm-hmm. so to speak, you can't sort of see the, the blue sky. Mm. And mm. so I decided I was going to take the year out and uh, keep up with my part-time job with the philanthropist but I had um, decided I wanted to take up meditation Mm. I had a stack of these books I was attracted to read and I'd seen um, Oprah actually like good old Oprah I don't usually watch her but she had I just turned it on it was one of those synchronistic moments I turned Mm. on the tv bam she's there and she was interviewing Eckhart Tolle right and he's Mm. just like oh an extraordinary mm. person mm. and he was talking about the power of now mm. and you know about meditation and um some quite um i don't know you think that they're out there topics but they just completely make sense to me mm. and i it just kick-started me off and there were even more books added to my pile because mm. i'd started off um finding a website about jesus being a gnostic and that is, he was actually an investigator of all religions. Right. That is what his path was. And then he brought forward the way of love. And that's how my path sort of sort of started. But mm. really it was about Eckhart Tolle and I decided to, to start meditation. And um, I was just sitting with a cup of tea. And I just quite organically went into, <clears throat> excuse me, a very deep meditative state in contemplation and it just he was talking about everything's connected Mm -hmm. we're all one Mm. and I in that moment I was thinking like what (laughs) like what are you actually talking about like how does that even make sense like Mm. I'm an individual you're an individual Mm. like that is ridiculous (laughs) and so I went into this stage with my little cup of tea saying and I was actually in that black space of stillness Mm. that we talk about now a lot that's where I went and I just put it out there saying, how are we all one? Please tell me. Mm-hmm. And I just sat and it smacked me seriously in the forehead right. with this answer saying sound waves. 
energy waves, vibrational waves are what connect us. And I just got it. Like I, I actually could see lines of energy shooting across the universe around us, all around us from person to person, like we're radiating our energy. This is what I saw. And I saw written across my forehead sound. And I literally just, my whole life went from this focus and went like 90 degrees into another focus. It was extraordinary. And I was actually sitting next to my computer and I turned my swivel chair around to the keyboard and just typed in some keywords. And that's, and within four months I had my whole process. Extraordinary. All the equipment came forward because I work with this, I'm a technology based music therapist I don't actually I do play an instrument now but I didn't at that stage mm. I have equipment I have soundtracks of specific sound frequencies which are a note mm-hmm. so a musical note and I run it through my table and you lay on it and you receive mm. a very specific sound note it's very special it's I mean, very having, special having experience yeah, that thank is, you it's very special and it was very mm. exciting because well, I had to sort of brave up in the moment because I had to import it. Mm. It was very expensive. I actually didn't know why I was doing it. Mm. All I knew is I needed to get it mm. and I wanted to see what was going to happen. So I, the whole way in my own journey, has been about backing myself mm. and about making a decision. I can really feel I need to do this and just doing it. And so when you've got your mouse and it's hovering over mm. the OK button, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. you think, wow, I, I'm investing in myself. Yeah. Mm. And so that's how that happened. And I received it and I started working on it with my family. And this is where I really started believing in the power of music. Just on your family point, did they did they totally accept what you were doing or was there were, were there moments of what what she on? Okay. <laughs> Well, oh. I sort of seemed mm. to know I needed to find something very simple in how to explain it to them. Mm. Mm. And um, my husband, is he's an accountant and he's Scottish. Mm-hmm. So right. there's a, t- a tad of scepticism yes. that I had to be traversed. Yes. And he just totally embraced it. Wonderful. And I, I mm. really felt it was really about stress release. Mm. And a lot of it I initially was researching was around how crippling stress is Mm. in our life how it hamstrings us it can really stop us growing Mm -hmm. it can stop us taking signing up to the next step because it might be time it might be money it might be our own like there's some fear that comes up Mm. about why you won't take that next step like might be going to a meetup group but just Mm. because you know there are certain it's a certain topic yeah and you think, well, I, that's really attracting me, mm. but there's something that's stopping you because you're stressed out, out of your brain and you actually need to bring it down several notches so you can free yourself up. Mm. Well, mm. It's about moving into the state of freedom. It's about moving into the state of self-love and where you actually are prepared to back yourself and think, I need this for me. And, and was that actually in the end quite an easy process for you? Because obviously, I mean, I'm sure... There must be so many people out there thinking there's more to life than what I'm doing now. I must yes. be able to do something else. And they get a glimmer yes. of what that might be, but they yes. don't necessarily have the confidence um, to actually go ahead and do that. Yes. Uh, and I know actually, I mean, that, interestingly, that's, that's part of what you do for your yes. um, customer, your, your clients. Yes. But, but you had that faith in yourself. Yes, yeah. I did. And mm. look, I think I was looking for what is next in my life. Mm. 
Um, the work with the philanthropist, I really love. They were a fantastic family mm. I was working with. So I was actually in a quite a nurturing environment and it, um, it, it was very personal mm. and um, they were very welcoming and, and we all loved each other, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was starting to... My daughter was going into high school and I started seeing, well, there's only six years mm. and she'll be looking at leaving home, potentially. I do not want to be one of those women who have the empty nest wandering around crying yeah. and wondering what on mm. earth am I going to do with my life yes. I've realized I have six years to develop something mm. and who knows what that will be but I have to start somewhere mm. Mm. and so starting sometimes is the hardest thing yeah you know where we take that first step because you think oh is that the right thing well you're not going to know until you, until you give it a go right. mm. and I mm. thought I want to give this a go and the other thing I was thinking about the irony about how music was coming back into my life because one of the disappointments I had suffered in life was I didn't actually go to the conservatorium to train up as a musician. Right. Like my grandmother and mm. her sister. Not that there was any expectation of that, but I did love my piano mm. and it just was not happening in that way. And mm. I it was one thing I had to learn to let go. Mm. And mm. one thing I've realized is really important in our journey in life is learning how to forgive ourselves mm. and to learn how to let go and move past painful experiences Mm. and so when you go back to like the life review if you want to call it that or you you might open your photo album if you don't want to be falling back in that hole of oh well you know da 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 Mm. that was terrible it's more around well what did i learn from that Mm. it's Mm. more well that was a just a small chapter in my life and i'm not in Mm. that anymore Mm. i'm doing this now it brings me a lot of joy and, you know, maybe I can actually bring joy back to some of those people in that mm-hmm. in that environment if I happen to cross paths with them again. I think it is so important, isn't it, to understand that what happened yesterday or years ago, we're not defined by that. We, yes. we have all got the capability of moving forward and actually yes. doing something completely different if, um, you know, if, that's what, if that's what we want to do. Yes. Um, did you have any specific teachers um, to oh, help you? Move? Yeah, look, I've had so many teachers. Mm-hmm. I've been so blessed like even just with yourself like the people I've met Mm. over the years and everyone has something different to offer Mm. and this is one of the biggest thing I've learned out of working with music and sound notes as energy is we all carry our own signature energy and so when I have an interaction with someone I really have a great understanding about they're actually have come into my orbit for a reason mm. and so then this beautiful questioning around like what's going on with this mm-hmm. like what's going to organically come out of this mm. you know we're obviously going to have an exchange for it there's an exchange for each other mm. and they're going to bring something of a unique nature to me so I've had many different teachers on for different reasons or different levels yeah. and so with my meditation I took that a long way and I had some amazing teachers who um I could dive deep mm. on the personal level and do a lot of self-exploration yeah. and you know, heal a lot of my own pain. Because yeah. what I've found is working with people, I've been sort of forced into a journey of dealing with my own pain. Mm-hmm. And I've really had to embrace pain as not a negative thing or bad. It's more just what it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And be brave enough to open that can up yeah. and unpack it. Yeah. And sometimes it can be so painful it's going to take a while and I have to gift myself that time and think I can't rush this. Mm. Or sometimes it's um, something quite simple and I've just breezed through it, if you like. So, you know, we're 
we're really sort of um, beings that have multifaceted mm. aspects to ourselves and and they're all on different levels yeah and we have to I've found I'm having to respect that the, um, every time something sort of comes forward I have to discern around what is it and then work out a bit of a plan to move forward but definitely the music is a great help and do you find with yourself that you do have the ability to do that healing on yourself? Oh, yes. yes. Yep. So it's not, you're not yes. having to seek out somebody else to... Yes, well, you know, sometimes it's... You know, if it's something really big, I mm. have found help have to be t- just invaluable. Mm. And also, you know, I meet amazingly beautiful people mm. when mm. I, I choose to get help. Mm. Um, just like when people come to me, mm. I have a beautiful experience with them. Yeah. Yeah, and so I've found that we're all the teacher, and we're all the patient, mm-hmm. or we're mm-hmm. and we're all the client. Yes, yes, yeah, that's absolutely yes. Yes, that's right, isn't it? And so what I've yeah. found with what I am doing is that I've um, integrated with a few other things. So with um, I've just found over the years that working with color as a ray, mm-hmm. as an energy ray, is very similar to working with. Uh, musical sound notes they are a very similar type of energy mm-hmm. and so I've found I'm um, working with different types of colors has been helpful and I've got some other tools I've integrated into my system well so. I love that you're so, yeah I mean you have crystals and your selenite swords which are yeah. absolutely amazing well they are um, pretty amazing yes. they're very special <laughs> very and my heart that's my instrument I, yes I, I actually meant to ask whether we could actually hear that maybe that may not work today but um yeah, your beautiful could. crystal heart yes um, that's quite that's uh, very powerful yeah it's mm. a, a it's actually an instrument of transformation Mm. And because it's made of crystal, which crystal has uh, an ability of being a magnifier, mm. so it actually magnifies what the sound note is bringing to you. Right. So that's right. the purpose I I bring in with Brilliant. that. But apart from that, it sounds so celestial. It, it, it does. So it really does. You should put your angel wings on. Yes, I know. It <laughs> is. It just transports you to these beautiful heights, and mm-hmm. um, it's a whole experience in itself. Mm. Yes. Mm. So uh, amazing. Mm. So perhaps um, would you mind sharing us a little bit um, the the sorts of things that people come to you for and how what you're mm. what you're doing for? We're talking. Well, I think I talked at the beginning, but when coming to you, and I felt a bit stuck. Yes. Um, what can you do for people when they come for your clients when they come to you? Yes. Well, usually when they come to me, um, because I I've sort of really embraced sound, music, musical notes, and color as energy. I am interacting with them on a more energy basis. So when they come and we start to speak, like speech is a sound. Mm -hmm. And so I started really, uh, this is actually early on, I started speaking the language of love. And so it was all about talking about how much I loved things Mm -hmm. and talking about how much I love you Mm -hmm. and how much I love the day. Mm -hmm. And I love, you know, what that person's bringing to the world. Like was it more, and then you really are engaging with the positive aspects that that are available to us in our daily lives. And so I found that was a big part of transformation is about deciding to interact with things from a place of love. Right. And so my intention was to actually connect with people from a place of love so they would actually feel my love for them without even really saying anything. Mm. And I found people were quite attracted to me mm. and say, I just love being around you. And mm. I, at first I was thinking, like, what that, what's that about? <laughs> Until I suddenly realised, well, mm. I'm actually 
setting thought my Mm. thoughts were about love like Mm. thoughts are an energy Mm. our emotions are an energy and Mm. so when we choose how we want to feel or choose consciously choose what we want to expose ourselves to and if you want to bring in a like loving energy let's call it that Mm -hmm. then you start to actually run your life differently yeah Yeah. you know what you you watch on tv like what sort of music you're around like sometimes i'm in the shopping center and the music's so bad Mm -hmm. i I have to leave (laughs) i think i'll just come back later it's just like not doing it for me and and so the speech was an important part so now when people turn up on the doorstep like they they all come for different reasons some of them are in a crisis Mm -hmm. and i i sort of um hold them in a space of love and I, I obviously I say like you know why have you come today? Mm. Um, what what is it you want to focus on? Like what's your intention? Like intention is a thought, mm. and so we're then setting the platform of what you actually want your outcome to be, or you're going to kickstart a process, mm. and it may not stop with the um, session ending. You they will take it away, and that process will continue. Mm. And so it's the unraveling. Like I was talking about the can, mm. and you want to unpack yep. and unravel something. Sometimes they'll have to, they'll go away and they will continue that process and I'll give them some tools Mm. and some activities to do that will keep that momentum. And so I've found with keeping up momentum, it really takes the whole unpacking thing to conclusion. And so I want to bring whatever it is to a neutral position. Mm. Mm. Yes. And so that's really how I'm working with, okay, you've come to me, you've instigated it. I'm going to hold you, we'll have a discussion, mm. and then I'll pop you on the table, mm. and then I'll discern um, uh, one out of the 61 frequencies I have, the sound wow. notes, yeah. like I've mm. got 61 sound notes mm. that I can work with, then I pop on some headphones, mm. and the music contains sound notes that will quieten the mind. Mm. So mm. it actually gives that mind rest. Like, we're just in this frenetic world these days. Mm. It's just a little out of control. And it's quite hard to shut the mind down. So I'm actually setting an intention. Part of their experience with me is to experience their mind quiet. A lot of people haven't had that in so long. They've actually forgotten. Mm. Mm. And their face actually looks different with the state of calm Mm. they can be taken to. And that's when they can open into their intuition when you can remove the mind and allow yourself to connect with your inner self and just asking, well, what are my next steps? What is for my greater good? Mm-hmm. How can I bring that love? Like, what is it that I can actually, act, what action can I take? What state of being can I be in? And what, how can I bring that to myself? Like, that's taking the mind out of the whole equation. Mm. It's very powerful. It must be a blessed yes. relief. And, oh, and some of them go. I just had no idea I could no, do that. <laughs> and do I mean some some people come to you once, some people come to yeah. you regularly. It just yes. entirely depends. On it does entirely depend. And, and mm. like I can get like people, who, like I said, um, who are in a crisis, or they are wanting to create some change in their life, mm. but they actually don't know which way to turn. Mm. And so we actually unpack. You know what are the various choices they're thinking of, and mm. then I'll, we might add in the factor X. Mm. to open themselves to be shown through their intuition yeah. of a, a different alternative different, that they haven't different. actually thought of, mm. something different. Mm. And mm. then I also get people who are you know, very spiritual and they really understand about how um, music and colour and meditation 
can advance them on their spiritual journey. Mm. So I actually get quite a lot of people in that that ballpark, and they're all from different age groups. Do you see children? I've seen children, Mm. children who have anxiety Mm -hmm. is a big one. So to me, they've um, brought been born with certain traits, Mm. and their parents actually actively engaging how can I help my child Mm. so by the time they finish school they're actually over that anxiety and they're quite empowered to step forward in their adult life that's a gift Mm, Mm, it's beautiful definitely well I know you helped me you know move forward just clarifying things I think I'm quite a part of you know it's a beautiful experience anyway it's very relaxing but actually to to go away and feel yeah more certain and more purposeful and um it's Mm. a huge gift thank you it was was great and like even with my own daughter like Mm. she was chronically shy chronically shy Mm. once i I just regularly had her on um playing the sound through them Mm. through her and over time she just um backflipped so even within a couple of years she came home one day saying because she was learning French at school Mm. and she wanted to do a French exchange well I mean that was just never going to be Mm. on the cards Mm. and so these are the sort of things you've got to be actually quite you know develop your skill in noticing and this is why people journal yes is so they can see over time actually what has happened because it's sometimes like you forget yeah some of the because some milestones might seem small they're actually quite significant over time, mm. and so they track. They can can track how things are going. And um, do you journal every day? Look, I don't. Mm. I am very naughty. <laughs> I, I think I'm doing well going to the gym, right. <laughs> but journaling. I don't know why. Mm. Just never. I never talk to it. And so what I do do though is um, sometimes I'll text myself mm. or send a text to my email address of something significant just happened mm. and then I've got a folder right. and I store or I've been to a workshop I'll store that brochure right I, so I've yes. got some milestones I can actually refer that's back good, to that's a good tip actually. yeah definitely because I know not everybody I mean or, not everybody will generally no that's right mm. I found that and, or mm. so my teachers or some people I really respect like Eckhart Tolle or whatever mm. and if you're on their mailing list I'll mm. keep certain emails yes yeah. And then I, I know that that was a trigger for me. Yeah. And it helped open up something for me to understand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I think, wow, mm-hmm. thank you so much. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to save you. Yeah. <laughs> and it sort of keeps your energy connected to them mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll go back in and I think, oh, wow, I haven't actually read anything of this person for like three or four years. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of mm-hmm. the, the, what they're bringing to yeah. the world. And I might yeah. go back to their website and think, what have you updated? Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually learn something new. Yes. And just, we're running out of time now, but, but just to touch on, you've done some amazing travels recently. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, you went to Russia and yes. uh, and that was part of your spiritual journey as, yes. as, as much as just fascination with the, yes. with the mm, country and that sort of thing. Yes, my earth travels have, were something of a bit of a surprise for me. Like, um, I have to say, I did put it out there early, in the early days after 2007, I just love the world and mm. I think that diversity in it is just such a gift to us. Mm. Like I know we have racism 
which I find really hard to understand because other cultures are so fascinating. Mm. You know, their foods and their customs and the way they think, you can actually choose to investigate them as a point of interest mm. and as just a contrast to what we do here ourselves and yeah. make the world interesting. And so I, I just got a bit sick of not traveling. <laughs> and um, I put it out there, I, I really want to start traveling. And all of a sudden, my husband was being invited to conferences mm. in different parts of the world. And that's sort of how it started. And I chose to engage with as a bit of a spiritual pilgrimage. That's just what a choice I made. I didn't really know the fullness of why. But with my meditations, I suddenly occurred to me, oh, I'm going to look at the spiritual aspects of the cultures I'm visiting. And mm. so it really opened up a whole nother dimension for me in terms of how the world is operating. Mm. And mm. you can really investigate who their spiritual masters have been in those countries and um, it, I, I even go to some of their services just to mm. see what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like some of the singing, like because I'm into music, mm. is mm. just incredible. Yeah. And mm. to sit in some of the places on the earth and feel the energy there yes. is also um, very revealing. Yeah. And yeah. so we can choose to have that as part of our investigative um, journey in our life. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, thank you, Julia. It's been really lovely talking to you. Is there, is there anything new coming up next or um, what are your plans at the moment? My plans at the moment? Well, I've got a few plans mm. rattling around in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm launching my new website soon, which mm. is juliasmith.com.au. Great. So it's going to have a... Um, I'm bringing everything under one banner. So Fantastic. So sort of found with my... Therapy work is one aspect, and then with my harp work is going is uh, becoming quite public, mm-hmm. and so doing some events Fantastic. with that, mm-hmm. and um, some maybe some groups with mm-hmm. that, and also my travels. I write um, pieces on what's going on with that, mm-hmm. and also I've been asked several times to take retreats. So oh, taking right. a group, like for instance, my last trip I went to the pyramids in Bosnia. And they're quite a little bit unknown, but they're Mm. starting to emerge about these pyramids, which are bigger than the ones in Egypt. And so I found out about them when they first were discovered. Mm. And um, I went there in May this year and several people have said to me, oh, can you take us? And so there's these sort of of things that are sort of percolating. And Mm. I don't know, it just seems Mm. a lot. (laughs) going on but it's yeah, fun it is fun it's really yeah, fun yeah. and mm. you know sometimes like something like building a website which is quite tedious mm. it's just part of the tedious part of the journey it has to be done it has, it has to, to be, be done. done and it's so important to get your message out there and i you know it's uh as i said i'm so grateful to you for, yes. for talking to me today you are remarkable truly oh, thank you and highly recommend anybody to come along and mm. um and have a session with you and um, yes well i think you. my greatest takeaway message for today is to just embrace loving yourself Mm -hmm. and to head towards what brings you joy Mm. because that is going to trigger off the Mm. self-love because you know many of us are working on bringing more love into our lives and self-love is one of the biggest ones and so the greatest way to actually activate that is to head towards what brings you joy lovely Mm. that's super lovely to end on thank Thank you you very much. much julia thank you
Thank you for joining me on the Remarkableness podcast today. If you'd like to contact Julia, then you can go to either www.innertranquility.com.au or her new website, www.juliasmith.com.au. All details are on the show notes uh, on my website, theremarkablenesspodcast.com. And as usual, of course, if you've enjoyed the podcast today, then please share it with others. And I always love to hear any comments or feedback that you may have. See you next week.